She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. So the girl come downstairs. She come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man, the building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna be in no fire. Not today. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. My name is Michael Odenbeck. And my name's Alexander Gordon. And these are our Soberless Thoughts, 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 Thoughts. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is Soberless Thoughts, and uh, today we're planning on getting fucked up. <laughs> it is the fourth and final installment of How to Survive, uh, what we do every October, and this is How to Survive a Possession. And tonight we have a special guest with us uh back again on the podcast mr michael reimer yeah i'm just happy to be here if there's one thing i know about mike it's possessions that's all i'm gonna say until we start talking about it (laughs) well good and that's why you my friend are on the podcast and uh tonight speaking of possessions and demons uh we're drinking something that is fucked up and is going to hurt our souls. <laughs> Alex, yeah. tell us about this fucking drink. AKA, we're old men, and I just told him I took a Pepsi just to deal with what we're about to drink. We are drinking the Frank's Red Hot Original Bloody Mary. And this thing... See, all right. I got to say, I test drove this a little bit. Like, well, I didn't. My mom loves Bloody Marys. I made her try it right before we even got to it. But this is a Bloody Mary in a can. I love Frank's Red Hot. Um, I think we got the medium heat, so it's not going to be on fire, so it won't light us up too bad. It is 0.5% alcohol. And I was trying to figure out who actually makes this because there's no way Frank's Red Hot just was like, you know what, let's just open a brewery in the middle of our hot sauce production. Uh, But it's actually made by... A noble beverage, and I guess they make a bunch of other beverages for like TGI Fridays, like the TGI Friday, like tiki drinks, and all this kind of stuff like that. So it's kind yeah. of like a, a Bloody Mary in a can. And the guy at the liquor store told me, I don't know if he was just telling me to assure I still buy it or not, but I picked this thing up, put it on the counter, and he goes, "Look." none of that will be there in the morning. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, it's so popular. They're like, I seriously just put all that out. It'll be gone in the he, morning. And I'm like, he saw you coming. I've dude. Already, he saw you coming. Yeah. Away. Well, I was like, I've already put it on the counter. <laughs> like it'd yeah. be different if he started that. As soon as I walked to the door, he's like, look, buddy, buddy, that right there, it's going to be gone tomorrow. I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying you should buy it, but that won't be here. Like, okay, man. No, already buy it with money in hand i'm like no i thought it was weird bloody mary in a can why not yeah (laughs) what's percentage of alcohol in this 5.5 all right so it's like it's like a beer with a little sauce beer with sauce in it fuck 
All I right. have acid reflux. Is it going to kill me? Uh, probably. <laughs> All right. We'll find out. Cheers. I, I got yeah. a gallon of milk in there. We can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm on hot ones. This series over here. too. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, All right. Cheers.
Yeah, it's not going to be there because you're going to throw the rest of it out, dude. It's probably expired. You <laughs> 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 like funny, funny. <laughs> Well, oh. Michael Reamer is possessed by the Bloody Mary spirit, apparently. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I was not ready for that. Like, I well, know what's the worst blood- thing I've ever put in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. And I've been in Vietnam. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was not ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. You probably won that guy some money, dude. They had a bet to see how long that was going to sit there. It was like, I bet you I could sell all these by the end of the day. I bet the fuck you can. Oh, watch me. Look at this asshole coming in. Hey, buddy, my friend. My friend, look at that. That's going to be gone. That means you should buy it. It's a collector's Uh, item. Oh, oh shoot man yeah you know what's oh. funny is i feel like the can gives it a false sense of hope <laughs> because I like i don't think we're going to get past the first drink of these no no that's uh yeah. that's done i'm done i've got water in my eyes still dude oh, no, you're fine oh, uh i can feel my stomach acid eating itself right now <laughs> um, michael's gonna end up throwing up off the deck <laughs> Oh, I mean, hey, it's definitely as, an aftertaste. <laughs> it's really that second one that gets you. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. I'm going on mute. <laughs> yeah. I, um, man, who, uh, the funny thing is like, I've had Bloody Marys. I enjoy Bloody Marys, yeah. but for some reason, me looking at this Bloody Mary in a can, I was not expecting it to be like a full fledged Bloody Mary, like thick, pizza sauce type drink <laughs> dude it does it looks like pizza sauce like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit it was thick dude, coming look, out of the can too into the glass so, frank's red hot marinara <laughs> yeah so what we needed to do is just buy so next time you buy a four pack of them you get some cheese sticks and just dip that shit in it the whole time <laughs> yeah yep that's what's going to happen <laughs> oh all right so mm. tonight we are uh besides trying to survive this drink we are going to try try and figure out how we're going to survive a possession a possession a possession we've been possessed by the bloody mm. mary all right now i pulled up this thing uh about it was this article that i found online it said the uh, four degrees of demonic possession. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read this to you a little bit here. Uh, possession doesn't happen overnight. It's a process and it always requires an open door. Playing with a Ouija board, attending or conducting seances, even going on a ghost hunt with friends. No matter how innocent one's intentions, dark spirits can take advantage of such opportunities. In his 1990 book, The Exorcist Tells His Story, Father Gabriel Amorth, chief exorcist of Rome, who passed away September 16th of this year, 
at the age of 91, possibly of demonic forces. Yeah. <laughs> A 91-year-old. <laughs> the devil waited all those years for him. Yeah. I'm waiting for this one to be ripe. <laughs> <laughs> he fell down the stairs. Yeah. I don't really think that actually is what happened. Though. Go ahead. Uh, he identified the following stages of demonic activity. Stage one, infestation. Stage two, oppression. Stage or stage two, yeah, oppression. Stage three, obsession. And stage four, possession. So, mm. so I'll go through all four of them real quick. Uh, stage one, infestation. This is a quote-unquote haunted house type stuff. Footsteps, voices, apparitions, uh, furniture, other objects moving without human agency, odors with no discernible source. And rather than directly affecting people, infestations affect only property, objects, or even animals. That's... So is this like when you call Ghostbusters? Yeah, that's the to infestation. To get rid of the infestation. Yeah. Right. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So number two is oppression, and this is activities. Activity steps up with physical attacks, sleep disturbances, including regular nightmares, frequent and severe illnesses. I feel like you felt uh, last week after you drank that fucking Oktoberfest and you couldn't fucking talk properly because you kept burping and shit. <laughs> yeah. That's me right now. Um, <clears throat> frequent and severe illnesses, major depression or anxiety, severe financial or employment problems, and relationship troubles. While these things happen in normal courses of life, all of them happening at once or in rapid succession could be a sign of demonic presence. So that would be like the shit that happens in the first, uh, um, <clears throat> what's the fuck's that scary movie with all the found footage? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, are you talking about like Blair Witch? Are you talking about the, the paranormal activity? Yeah. Paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, the events of the first paranormal activity is what I'm talking about. The, all right. So, side note, the entire time I'm sitting there thinking, like, what if, like, some guy tells his girl that, like, oh, girl, look, I lost my job. I've been drinking more. And, you know, I know things have been on the rock. It's demon possession, baby. It ain't me. It's demon possession. Yeah. Those are demonic presence in this house. Yeah. It's not my fault that I slapped you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number three, <laughs> Obs obsession. As the name implies, at this stage, the affliction per the afflicted person has a hard time functioning, being constantly preoccupied with thoughts of the demonic activity commandeering his or her life, and frequently with thoughts of suicide as well. Sleep becomes nearly impossible. All three of these stages can be addressed by a competent deliverance minister. However, the stage 
the last stage is reserved for official exorcists. And that is the stage that we're going to be talking about tonight. And that is stage four possession. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to popular belief, possession is not demons entering a person's body and taking over his or her soul. A person's free will is never removed, only severely compromised. In possession, a person is so physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually broken down by going through the other three stages that demonic spirits are able to seize occasional control over that person's actions. Telltale signs of possession include superhuman strength, speaking in a language the victim doesn't know, inordinate aversion to holy objects, knowledge of events or facts the victim could not possibly know. And according to the Diocese of San Jose, exorcist Gary Thomas, whose story was made famous in the book and the movie The Right, changes in facial features. Telltale signs, however, do not include a 360-degree head spin. Michael Reimer. Here I am. Tell me what you know about possession. So just, I want to give a little backstory here. I'm coming at this from, I was, I was raised um, Baptist. And then we went to a Pentecostal church when I was probably 15. So I had uh, quite a few religious experiences. Didn't you go to seminary school or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a bit, I got a degree in biblical studies. Alex, this is, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We were saying we needed to somebody cause I preached last week. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I preached about how, the show. Yeah, at the beginning of the show about how I accidentally drank my beer when I wasn't supposed to, and I had to yep. repent. And the Lord came to me and sent me to the liquor store to find it again. Mm-hmm. I had a whole sermon about it. That's a very, very good testimony, dude. That's a great yes. testimony. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It really lifted my spirit. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to call myself an expert, but, uh, <laughs> as I knock my headphones off. All right. Um, yeah. So all I'm saying is if this show, I find the resident expert, you guys are in real trouble, <laughs> but, 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 uh, yeah. So no, I went to, uh, I went to ministry school. Um, a lot of what I've learned has been on the street, uh, street ministry. Uh, so I've seen a lot of this stuff. Um, and I'm coming at it from like a, um, a, a, a Protestant, but more of like a Pentecostal mindset. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what they're talking about, like because of the movie, The Exorcist, a lot of what's been talked about with possession is all romanticized. You know what I mean? Like you were talking about, like the head spinning around and stuff. Um, and a lot, they think like Catholics believe that you can only cast that stuff out by like priests, like that if you watch like The Conjuring, um, like in that movie, that's why he's so weird because he's not like, have you guys yes. seen that? The Conjuring? Okay. Yeah. That's why he's so weird about it. And they have to get blessed by the priests and all that stuff because, um, they're not like, there's no authority and I don't want to get all into the, you know, how the churches differ or whatever. But I said all that to say that <clears throat> some of the stuff that I've seen, whatever you want to call it in practice or whatever, um, mirrors a lot of what's talked about there. But I think that it, just like anything spiritual, you can't categorize all this stuff. You know what I mean? You can't like, you can't write a five page essay about it. It's a mystical thing. 
You know, it's a spiritual thing. And, and when you think that you can just outline it and it will always be this certain thing, I don't think it goes like that. So we can talk about it more, but I'll say this. I've seen people who they had claimed to be possessed. I've seen people and I've heard crazy stories from people like old people that I know wouldn't lie. And they've said some insane stuff like, you know, they've seen people's jaws unhinge and uh, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, who knows, but I've seen um, like, like little girls, like 15, 14 throwing, like they would <laughs> just go nuts in these services. And the reason I brought up the Pentecostal thing, I've seen is because, 14, 15 year old girls that look like grown ass women. Well, that's true. Oh, okay. Just, no, but no, just, they didn't. No, they, no these are like okay. little girls. No, these okay. are like little girls. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't Olga, you know. But Protestants and uh, Catholics look at it in two different ways with as far as possession goes. So a Protestant like myself would think that any believer, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, has access to cast this stuff out. Right. So that's right. why, like, when you go in to people's houses, somebody gets a new home, which we should have did it to your house, but whatever. But they, you hear people talk about blessing the home and putting oil and stuff on it. It's because people believe that spirits can, you know, whether it's remaining from the previous owner or whether it's, you know, you're on some kind of burial ground or something like that, uh, that that stuff can reside in houses and it can mess with you. Like on, um, oh, what's that movie? The Most Haunted House in the World, Amityville Horror. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, and I don't know the truth to all that stuff, but I said all that to say, I think that any Christian and any believer um, has authority over this stuff if they're a true believer. So that's where I want to stay that I differ from Father Amaroth. And there's a good documentary about him on Netflix too. It's the devil and Father Amaroth. Um, but yeah. you should watch that. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I differ a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I've had some experience with this stuff for sure. I think that I don't know if it was demonically possessed, but we definitely had an object that was possessed in uh, the previous house we were in. And then like getting and there was like this whole like the first step, the haunted house shit, the infestation thing, like 90. I mean, like 100 percent, all that shit was happening in that house while we had that object in the house with us. And I think just us saying let's get rid of this fucking object and and it like the night that we decided we were going to get rid of it shit went off the rails and then the next day we got rid of it and it's gone and nothing ever happened since then so like i don't know if that's i don't know if that would be like demonic or not but maybe just uh like who what would possess an object like that well so they call them familiar spirits and that's why so if you're real hard-nosed with all this stuff dude i could tell you awesome crazy stories but so i'm more open-minded about stuff like i think there could be ghosts i think there could be interdimensional beings that aren't necessarily demons or angels okay i don't i'm just saying i don't know uh you know for my for myself but a real hardline christian or hardline person that believes in this stuff would believe that it's either two sources one it's good or it's evil right so then if it's evil then it would be masquerading as something else in order to deceive because that's what the devil is he's the deceiver the great deceiver so whether that's your kid playing with an imaginary friend that's you know some kind of spirit whether it's something that possesses that you know they call oh, no, from a, my kid's not allowed to have any imaginary friends 
That was, yeah. <laughs> so I forbid Probably it. wise. Yeah. That way you don't have those weird drawings with like the creepy person <laughs> off to the side. Like, who's that? That's my imaginary friend. Okay. You need to say yeah. goodbye to that because that horrifies me. All right. That's Tammy. He yeah. lives under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have a hatchet and staring at me? Yeah, right. Sorry, I tried. Why does it have glowing anyway? red eyes? Yeah. Why not every okay. picture he's looming over the house? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I remember I was listening to uh, either the Celestial Mystery Hour, which you're on, or uh, the the uh, midweek morning something podcast. I used to have a podcast, it was fun. It, it was, uh, but you were talking about how you were driving mm-hmm. and you saw what, like a dude in a robe or something and then you just felt like the presence come to your body yeah uh yeah so that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me so it was an experience of probably a year a year-long experience and that was the culmination of it all um so that's why i brought up the pentecostal thing because i believe that you can re-enter this i believe that you can be what's called filled with the holy spirit so I don't think that Christianity is something that you just read in a book and that you just practice, you know, by going to church. I think it's a spiritual practice, right? So I'm a mystic in that sense. Um, and, and so I think that when I got saved or when I accepted Christ, that I was born again and that I was filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And I think that you can tap into that. And, you know, you read the Bible and it talks about people casting out demons. It talks about people that have you know, power to heal and all that stuff. And I think that that same, that's what we're missing out in today's church. There's no power. They've lost the mysticism of it. They've lost the, the root and the connection with God, which is what it's all about. So I said all that to say, well, they, I was learning. They have electric guitars now though. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. They got sweet, sweet bass licks, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> they got a lot of stuff. <laughs> but they don't have the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you that right Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, no, I'm just kidding. They're nice people. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but no, I mean, I, you know, and I don't know. And <clears throat> I'm saying this from my experience, you know what I mean? But, you know, and just a side note here, people ask, do you really believe this stuff? Okay, well, I believe it like I believe there's oxygen. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. I look around, like, you know, do if you ask me in my intellect, do I think that you're probably just going to die and nothing's going to happen? Like, logically speaking, yeah. You know what I mean? But I have faith, you know, and I've experienced these things that I can't point to anything else than, you know, what I read and what was taught to me came out to be true and just like this. So I don't know. But uh, so I was going through that period of about a year where I was learning all this stuff. And, um, Perry Stone, this this guy named Perry Stone, talked about spiritual gateways that you can uh, conjure up, and I don't know if I believe it or not. That's what I'm just saying. But you know, scientifically, I think <clears throat> if you can if you can harness this stuff, there's some kind of energy that's going on. You know, I don't know. But I started praying in the same spot every day, and I would pray um, not to like to my own horn or anything, like super spiritual. But I was really into it, and I would pray. Sometimes I'd fast for like days at a time, praying all along, and um, And so I think that that had something to do with some of the stuff that started happening because I would feel, I would go down to pray and I would speak in tongues and I would, you know, feel this energy come on me. And I I would be at my edge of my bed, like shaking, shaking because this whatever power came on me. And, and all of a sudden I could sense things, you know, how, you know, you feel something behind you and you turn and there's nothing there. I would start feeling that stuff, 
but I, but you all, you, I don't know if you know, but I'm just saying like, there was more to it. It wasn't just like, I'm getting freaked out. It's like, no, I could feel a presence enter that room and it wasn't good. And I could tell you the same spot. And it's funny because it was at my mom's house, mom and dad's house. And my mom uh, said she had had some stuff happen in the house. And it was like, and I told her, I was like, you know, it's funny. I had some stuff happen when I was in that room. And she was like, was it back by the closet door? I said, yeah. And it was the exact same spot. And she was like, I know. And I was like, man, and I would feel that stuff enter the room and like my, my door would open and shut. And so for me, I think that all of those things, I had opened a gateway to some kind of spiritual world in my bedroom. Well, whatever that means, I don't know. Um, but stuff began to happen, man. And, and I had to, or men, and I had to, uh, I had to really, really pray hard. And, um, there, there was one time where I was like shaking so hard and I felt something just say like, just trust me or whatever. And dude, I did. And all of a sudden I started, I was like a baby crying so much. It's like, there's just a great power came in. But what led to that, the very last thing is what Mike was talking about is I was taking some girl home and we had been in church or something like that. I kept thinking I saw something out of the corner of my eye. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I'm just you know making it up. And I kept, it's like a shadow just like that. And it was weird because it was, it's kind of like tonight it's a full moon. And, um, so I kept looking, I dropped her off or whatever. And we had already gotten freaked out a little bit. So I'm just like, you know, it's just cause it's late. It's probably 3am. So I dropped, drop her off, talked to her for a minute and I'm heading home. And now, so this road, it was Grant County, you know, Grant County. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in the middle. I'm sure you both did. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere, dude. And, um, I'm telling you, it was literally on a gravel road. There was no reason for anybody to be on the road. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't like it was like an old 17 or something like that or 25. Um, it was literally just this huge stretch of gravel, probably went on for three or four miles. And so I'm driving back and I was in my old truck and <clears throat> none of the, you know, none of the doors worked and the windows were all jacked up. It was like I was still in high, late high school. And I look over and I get to the clearing. It's in this field. And I don't, my spirit says that it was something like it was probably a witch casting. I don't know, but this is what I feel that it was a witch casting spells or it was a legit demon that I saw. Um, because I look over and there was this dude and he was wearing the quintessential black robe that you would think like not quite Antoine LaVey where they make it look nice. Like that old 1500s kind of like witch costume. I don't know right. how else to describe it. Not a hat, but like the cloak. Right. And, uh, and they had those little tassels. I, I still remember this. He, it was like a skirt and he had these little tassels hanging out of the bottom, these black tassels. And I look over and I'm telling you, I, look, I know a lot of things and I know how this sounds. Like I'm very skeptical myself. I am telling you as real as I am sitting here right now, I felt something quite literally come off of this dude and it came and I physically felt this thing start in my head and start to work. I get cold chills thinking about it and start to work its way down. Right. And there was a feeling that came with it. And it was, <laughs> this is the only way I can describe it. Think back to when you were 15 or 16, 17, you're in high school, you got your future ahead of you. And all of a sudden, you, you know, I don't know, you knock a girl up or you do something crazy or something like that. And you got to go tell your parents, you know what I mean? Just that it's not a feeling of fear. It's a feeling of just absolute dread. Like right. something, you know what I mean? Like something's getting ready to just drag you straight to hell. I mean, that's honestly how I felt. And it got, I physically felt it come down and it got to here. I know you can't see it about right there. And it was just this nasty feeling. Now the Bible says, um, 
out of your belt. And so I would say that all of the Old Testament points to the New Testament, which is this spiritual connection we're supposed to have with God. Um, so it says out of your belly will flow rivers of many waters. And I'm not going to get into all the theology behind it, but basically that points to the Holy spirit is going to dwell. God with us is the Holy spirit will dwell within you. And so <clears throat> I had already been filled in the spirit and I had been speaking in tongues. I've been praying all the time. So I felt this warmth as soon as this thing hit my stomach. It's, and that verse came to my mind immediately when that happened. Out of your belly will flow rivers and many waters. And it's literally, I felt it push up like this and it came up to my throat. And it was just this like, <laughs> it, it was like a war cry. Like I was ready to fight, dude. I was ready to turn the car around and I didn't do it. I kept driving, but I started speaking in tongues. I spoke in tongues legitimately for an hour and a half on the way home. I just, I was, I was ready, dude. And it was just like, I was saying things and I don't know what I was saying in the natural, but I know what I was saying in the spiritual. We were having war. And I believe that that thing, whatever it was, was casting spells. And maybe it, maybe the person got called there because they always do it. Maybe the devil knew I was going to be there. I don't know. But I will tell you that that is the realest spiritual experience I've ever had. And I've never had anything, you know, I've had good positive things happen that are crazy. Um, but as far as demonic things in my personal life, that I don't think anything can top what I experienced, unless I got possessed or something, God forbid. But I don't right. want that to happen. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I believe in that stuff. I guess what I'll say is I, I believe in it. Yeah. With that, uh, <laughs> let's take a break and we'll be right yeah. back. Yeah. After, no kidding. After this. <laughs> hey, let's try that uh, Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired of not getting pregnant? Do you ever wish that you had a bunch of illegitimate children like your favorite rock star or professional athlete? Does your husband not want kids, but you do? Well, try Holy Man brand condoms. See, our patented state-of-the-art technology does not allow for any wasted semen. Our famous mesh-tipped condoms help to funnel and allow every swimmer to become an Olympian. So when people don't respect your religion and make you grab for a condom, then you grab a Holy Man brand condom. When a little miracle needs to happen. It wasn't that bad. That yeah, was that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. Bloody Marys are, uh, they're, they're, it's a breakfast drink. <laughs> it's like for alcoholics to have the shakes the next day. Like you don't, you don't have it. 11 o'clock at night before you go to bed and you're like oh jesus i'm gonna have to eat yogurt while chugging milk and then i'm gonna have to snort some fucking tums um <clears throat> do you snort tums i've never tried that before i've had them crushed up before yeah. just on accident it helps with acid reflux and sinuses <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Muc mucus membrane <laughs> yeah don't do that at home <laughs> ask your doctor at least yeah so i completely freaked myself out uh preparing myself for this episode watching like youtube videos of mm -hmm. possessions and dude there is some fucked up shit going on on youtube out there and i don't even know how they like because like i'm sure it's nothing like how you just described feeling but like it just just watching that like puts uh puts like this thing in my chest like a like a weight in my chest that i'm like god i just need to turn it off 
I'm telling you, dude, there, there's something too when you watch, because I love watching that stuff. Uh, yeah. I watch all that creepy stuff, you know, yeah. but there's something, stuff starts happening. I'm telling you, stuff starts happening in my house. One time we, I was watching all that. I was always around Halloween and I come back home. Every single light was on in my house. And I told my wife, I was like, you know, did you leave the lights off? Like, I'm telling you, every light was on. And I think that that stuff, you were talking about the different levels of it. I think that there's more out there that are gateways to allow those things to come into our life than we want to know. And I think there's spirits behind a lot of stuff. I don't know, but it feels like that. Even hearing you say that, you know, I mean, your spirit knows it's true. That's the only way I can describe it. You know what I mean? Sorry. Right. And I just want to turn it off. Like, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm watching this chick levitate. I don't even know (laughs) if it's real or not, but I'm just like, I'm like, I, I just got to turn it off because I don't want it. Like, I'm afraid it's going to come through the computer screen into my presence. And I'm like, I don't even want to even give it the chance. You know, do you I mean? feel like do you feel like by watching it, you're putting the thoughts in your brain and it's weakening you to be more susceptible to it? I don't know. Maybe because like, all right, I got to be honest, like. When I was going through all the gin at that last episode, it started freaking me out a little bit because I'm like, what if these fucking things are real? Like, I started thinking shit like that because I'm like, man, these things have been all over the place on all sorts of different texts and whatnot. Yeah, um, there's a guy who does a podcast called uh, The Campfire. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, he talks about that. Like he doesn't even like to even mention Jen on his podcast because that's what he believes is that if you just talk about them, like they can, it'll bring them like a magnet to you. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. I uh, was balls deep in that for that episode. And I'm like, what the fuck did I, I thought I was going to be like, you know, happy blue genie Robin Williams voice. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck did I come across? What about uh, Will Smith, dude? You can't forget him. He played a great genie. I that's it is nah, I it just was terrible. I just want to see what you'd say. Nah, it's <laughs> it RIP Robin Williams. Uh like yeah, right. I mean it's one of those things. I mean it's Will Smith. You can't hate that guy either. Like right. that dude's fucking amazing. Uh he didn't play a good genie though. I'm just throwing it out there. I'll say yeah. it. I'll say it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. No one was going to do that justice, no matter who it was. I don't oh, care. No. no. Like so I, I feel like he did the best with what he had. He was too big to fail, truly. But honestly, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Dude, nobody follows Robin Williams. That's it. No. Like you're not going to see another Mrs. Doubtfire movie. <laughs> right. Who would they get for? They would turn it into some kind of transgender movie for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> ooh, for sure. What would be now? <laughs> I got the perfect person, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, just man. because of all see... this shit <laughs> that he's been. Well, going I can see Michael Myers doing it. I think Michael Myers could do Mrs. Doubtfire. He does hey, a lot of characters. He'd kill too many people. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers. No, no, that was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> no, I got it. It was good. Okay, yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I oh, mean, Caitlyn he, Jenner did. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> or what if she did the reverse? She dressed up like a man. Yeah, even better. <laughs> <laughs> There's some mind fuck for yeah. you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Demons, right? Possessions. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wait, I, you know what's funny? All right. So I got to tell this story real quick. The, uh, you know, you're talking about your uh, Pentecostal past. Yeah. Uh, so I have an aunt and a couple cousins that also uh, have gone down the Pentecostal route. And um, for whatever reason, my aunt, who is very, very into sweetheart, they, um, she, uh, she called me one day. It was like, I had the, like, I had a dream and we, me and my husband both stopped what we we're doing and prayed for you that moment. And, you know, I always appreciate that kind of thing. Um, but basically it was like, she had this wild dream and it makes me wonder too. Cause she told me after like this kind of sparked a whole range of conversations we had after that, that we had never had. And uh, it was essentially a dream that she was like, you're going to make a decision that is going to take you down one day. It was like some weird dream about like an alligator. And then there was like an, like a rope that's going to pull you down into a hole. And then it's going to like, and then there was like a child version of you, like it's going to do something right. And the way she interpreted it was you're going to make a decision that's going to take you down. It might not be today or tomorrow, whatever. And honestly, it was like right in the beginning of us starting this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so there was a little bit of hesitation. On He's my never end. been the same. I was like, mm, is this shit going to take me down later? Uh, and, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it was the gin, dude. She saw the gin. Yeah. Yeah. She saw that. Or she's like, they're going to go to uh, Bobby Mackey's and spend <laughs> the fucking night there. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, but yeah, it was like, I don't know. It was one of those things that she told me all that. And I was like, well, I guess I need to just be wary. Or I guess the rope was uh, like, there's always strings attached. It was kind of the gist of what she was talking about. But then she got into this whole, she goes, the last time I had a dream like that is actually the reason she got very religious in the first place. Uh, are, are you watering the plants with the Bloody Mary? That's what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that was good luck throwing it over my shoulder. Do we have a new bottom? Is this the is this worse? You finished the James Bond <laughs> martini. You did not finish the Frank's Red Hot Bloody Mary. Dude, I, I took that was the second drink I took, and I already feel the heartburn. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. I just I decided to take another drink just in case the first drink like it wasn't you know as bad as I thought it was originally yeah and no it was yeah it truly was and now I can now I do need the fucking tums yeah uh, so yeah so uh, go make me Frank, a white Russian yeah. here in a minute yeah uh, no I know what you mean because I did the same thing um, anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, for good luck, I threw it over my left shoulder. <laughs> hey, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, dude, I, speaking of that, dude, I could not tell you every single time I spill salt it, I, I'm like weirdly superstitious about things. Like I'm one of those people where like salt always throw over right shoulder. Um, Michael Reimer will salt thrown over the right shoulder. Keep you from being possessed by a demon. Yes. Okay, go on. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So uh, we're throwing the crappy beer off the back of your deck. Yeah. yeah. FYI. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go nowhere near this yeah. house. This guy 
drinks shit. <laughs> I was hoping to hit that cat down there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. He's just going to come back up on the porch and chase you around now. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I sidetracked. Um, so my aunt had to, uh, I mean, basically, so she had that weird dream. She, but she told me about the one that actually got her back on track, her spiritually spirit, whatever. Um, and basically she had this weird dream that she was staying at my grandmother's house and, uh, she actually was staying at my grandmother's house, but she had this dream while she was there about the wall to her bedroom was missing and there was three wolves outside of the house all praying and stalking her and then she like went and um like found my grandmother and then like a hunter appeared to then bat away all the wolves right that kind of thing and here's the creepy part so my Aunt was actually redoing her room at the time when this happened. And she was actually having to like sleep in, like in the same bed as my grandmother. And the next day she goes, she tells my grandmother, like I had the worst dream last night. And then she goes, it was about these wolves. And my grandmother goes, yeah, but the hunter appeared. Oh, shit. she had the same damn dream in the same bedroom. And I'm like, whole, I was like, are you shitting me? She goes, no. And uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, we had the same dream about the same thing. And we both, you know, took it as it was it like, that was like her going, the, the wolves were the things in her lives that were trying to take her down. Like, you know, at the time, I think it was like booze and something else. She was not like she was wild or nothing, but you know, like just whatever was going on. And then that's when she started to kind of go to church more and do this and that. And, you know, since then she, everything's definitely been on the up and up for her. Um, but it was just kind of one of those crazy things. So when she told me that story, after she told me the thing about the alligator thing, like it's weird since she's told me that dream, I have seen alligators everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I literally, the day she told me, uh, she called me. She lives in like in Atlanta. Wait, what was the alligator thing? Did I miss something? What you did I miss? Hardcore. You missed it hard. What you were throwing it over the back deck. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so basically, my aunt had a dream about an alligator. I don't know if it like grabbed a hold of me and took me. I think it was something like that. An alligator grabbed a hold of me or something like that and took me down into a hole. And there was like strings attached to it where I couldn't get out. Uh, and it was like some kind of representation of something that was going to take me down. This podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did. I missed the alligator yeah, part of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But here's the weird thing. This made me laugh because I'm a jackass. Um, well, like literally she tells me like in a day we have this crazy back and forth texting. Then I talk to her on the phone and she's telling me all these things. And then I go and I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do you do with that? Like whether I believe it or not, it's like one of those things like what, you know, how do I, you know, how do I command these feelings of what I'm like, you know, like obviously no matter what I do, I've always been very like hesitant uh, and I was like, kind of plan out my moves, but 
so that day I'm like, I'm like this whole thing just mulling in my head. And then I'm like, baby, let's just, I don't want to cook. Let's just go eat, get some food. Right. We go to our favorite taco joint. I walk in there to go get to go. And they have a fucking alligator head sitting on the counter. And I go, damn, (laughs) they're fucking everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you have and really it, bad diarrhea that night? Maybe that was the dream, dude. No. Stay I'm, away. Stay I, away from I, the tacos. <laughs> I destroy tacos. Uh, <laughs> it's like literally one of the cornerstone of my meals. That won't change. I don't care if it takes me down or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you Every what. Every Tuesday not... without fail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> dude, what, when I was not living at my parents' house like successful people do, I was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i uh i dude when we're when we're living in the apartment i mean we're eating tacos two three times a week man i mean it's like mm. literally just one of our go-tos so i cannot uh ever stop <laughs> i'm jealous man because i love me some tacos yeah but my wife like refuses to eat tacos for whatever reason she just thinks that they're going to be spicy or something i don't know so I never get to eat tacos. So next time I'm around you, let's go get some tacos, man. Dude. Yes. <laughs> dude, if Dude, actually, you know what's funny? One of the <laughs> one of the times that we got away from the wives, uh, I forget what they were doing. They were either getting ready for your wedding or whatever. I mean, I was like, dude, I've never had hothead burrito. And my wife will not let me stop there every time we fucking come up there. And then you were like, do you want to go? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I was like, I've never had that. You were like, I could tell on your face. You were like, you are way more excited than what this is about to be. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, I've never been. And I keep passing it. I'm like, what is it? And my wife's like, it's not that. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, it is to me because I haven't had it. Why trash Chipotle? That's what it yes. is. Yes. Oh, my God. Straight out of the trailer park, Chipotle. I like yes. it better than Chipotle. Do you? Because you like the sauces. Well, maybe you should go to the trailer park. Maybe Man. you're a trailer park Dude, guy. I grew up in the trailer park. See? There you go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. No, honestly, though, the sauces are good. I'll give it that. The sauces Dude, I are love good. The hothead sauce is good. I always get the hothead sauce on it. Always. You got to. Uh, my wife likes the sweet habanero. This is what I get. So everybody in the world knows. I get the burrito bowl. I get brown rice. I get black beans. I get chicken, but I get double chicken and I make it spicy mm. double chicken. <laughs> I do not get the queso sauce. I get the tomatoes and the corn. And then I get the hothead sauce, the sour cream, and the cheese on top. How do they roll it? Because they always just they destroy don't, I get a bowl. Oh, okay. I get the, okay. No, because they, right. yeah, because you're right. They always destroy <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fucking burrito. And it's all goopy and it falls yeah. apart in one yeah. bite, you know? Yeah. So I always get the bowl. Always the well, bowl. Plus, if you're a baller and you get everything on it, the burritos are like the size of your head. And you're like, there's no way. I don't care if you're the best burrito or blunt roller in your world. Like, you're not going to be able to roll that burrito. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if you get double meat. Like, come oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. my nickname in high school. <laughs> uh, God. Don't ask around. If I had money to make t-shirts, you would be getting one in the mail. 
<laughs> a fucking jersey that said double meat on the back. <laughs> double zero. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Maybe I can make that. I'll make it on the back of a Bengals jersey. But no, no I mean, I, I think, look, here's the thing, too. <clears throat> I watch these stories about the debit boxes and stuff. Here's the thing. <clears throat> How many people do you know that have had a haunting or something in their house? You know what I mean? And nobody ever thinks that it's a good thing. Right. Like I've never taught. Well, there's some, but like almost everybody's like, oh, it felt weird. You know, they want it gone. Right. Yeah. When that shit was going on in our house, it was not a happy thing. That's what I'm saying. Now, there's some of those weirdos like, oh, it's just Fred. You know, he's yeah. watching me shower. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, like those people, though. They're like nudists or something. I got to be honest. My buddy that lived in the old Civil War hospital. I feel like we've talked about that. We did. Uh, but yeah. 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 Uh, he was kind of like. I mean, he was kind of like, what do you expect? We live in a civil war right. hospital. I'm right. like, okay, you have a good perspective on this. Right. Yeah. I feel like if it was, yeah, something historical like that, I would be more open to it. Yeah. But I, I mean, you hear like with, with, with a toy or something like that, like most everybody that I've ever heard, I mean, minus the stories like that are always just like, man, this was weird, you know? Oh, and yeah, I think yeah. that that points to there's more going on that's evil than we know about you know what i mean like no. i already have a phobia when it comes to like shit going on in the shower when i got shampoo in my hair and i can't <laughs> see anything like it is really uh it's a debilitating phobia that i have <laughs> really it, it honestly is and uh like to the point where the day that i was just like two days ago when i was going through all this possession shit and looking at all these videos and stuff like that night i went and got a shower before I went to bed and like my eyes were so bloodshot when I got out of the shower because I literally did not close them <laughs> when I washed my hair and everything. like, like I just let it burn. Like I will see everything that fucking happens in this shower. Dude, I was so freaked out. It, you like, got an iron will. <laughs> dude, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then like, I, I probably a dozen times I fucking, Yanked open the shower curtains to look in the <laughs> fucking bathroom and then close it back. Like, God Dude, damn it. If you were a fly on the wall, you would look like a meth head. <laughs> Just oh. keeping your eyes open the whole time. Like, as wide as you like, oh, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, because every time I closed them, like, because there would be like maybe two or three times I had to close them and just to rub them real quick and open them back up. <laughs> yeah. But like every time I did that, I felt like. Something was in the fucking bathroom with me. As soon as I closed my eyes, I felt like something was in the bathroom with me. And then I'd open them back up like, ah, here's the thing, though. Have you ever seen a cat where they just know stuff's around them? It's that sixth sense, man. I think that we I think that we have that. I think that we're in tune to whether you want to call it spiritual or another dimension or something like that. I think that there's something wired in us to where we can pick up on that stuff. And dude, I, I you know, when, when, when I've watched that stuff. I've heard you're not the only person I've heard say that too. I think there's there's more to it. Even I know a story. My uh, my mom played with a a Ouija board, and this is a this is her story. Why my mother would tell me this story, I don't know. But she said they were doing their thing. They were a bunch of kids, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to get Abraham Lincoln." Why they chose him, I don't know. They were nerds, I guess. And they said they conjured this thing up. Uh, she didn't say those words, but they were messing with it. And they looked over in the corner and they saw him with a bullet hole in his head. 
That's oh, my wow. mother telling me that sober. Like she wasn't like there was no, she didn't know I would share it on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just me and her talking. Like, and she was like, I promise you, we saw that thing. And we said, we, we all ran out of there, but she was like, I will never mess with anything like that again. That's you wild. Know? Right. I don't blame but, her. but so yeah, right. I don't either. I don't know. There's worse presidents to conjure <clears throat> like Harrison. But anyway, so <laughs> they, they can, hey, what's sorry. wrong with William Henry Harrison? I don't know. I heard he was bad. No, man. I don't know he much just, about him. He couldn't have he been. He was no bad. Lincoln. He was no Lincoln. He couldn't have been bad because he was only president for like a freaking month, dude. Who was, he, wait a minute. Who was the one before? Sorry. Who was the one before Lincoln? He was the bad one. He was the one that was like a big chump. I don't know, dude. There I'm was sure a whole bunch a of do nothing. It was they're yeah. like the do nothing presidents that were all before him. And didn't. then the guy Teddy Roosevelt had was bad too. After him was bad, and it made him want to do the third party. All I know is that Bull Moose Party. Apparently, uh, Abraham Lincoln is the best president ever, and Donald Trump's number two. That's all I know. <laughs> <You> take Tim <laughs> number two. <laughs> No, Lyndon B. Johnson actually is number two because he had the balls to kill Kennedy. That's true. (laughs) That is true. And George Bush. (laughs) (laughs) They all had a hand in it. (laughs) That's that's for a future podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I just, I think that we're in tune to that stuff. So do you think it's like, when you watch or immerse yourself into that stuff that your antenna, let's say gets a little bit finely tuned to it. That's why like you start getting those hairs raising up and start thinking stuff. Cause I've mentioned like on the podcast before of like, you know, uh, like I can't remember what it was. It's either I watched one of the paranormal activities, but for whatever reason I got so immersed in it and I was probably cause I was at like a movie tavern where I was like way too, uh, too heavily drinking. And me and my cousin went, I mean, after watching it, I mean, I'm like on edge because one, like you're talking about Mike, like every time you close your eyes, there's a jump scare because of movies. I feel like ingrained it in you. So then you get used to it. So like if I'm in the shower and I wash my face and then I close my eyes, I'm like, if I think there's a motherfucker going to be standing right there (laughs) every time I go, please don't be there. And I open my eyes. I'm like, oh, cool. Thank God. Uh, But it's but that's happened to me before. I, there's been a guy I, in front of you. We've talked about this actually. Yes. Me and him both have had this happen to us. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. yeah. Well, here so, you tell yours. Sorry, I'll tell mine. sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean no, to no, 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 no. Go ahead. No, yeah. no. Go. So, These are actually pretty funny. Go ahead. Okay. So okay. knowing, <laughs> knowing the phobia that I have, this yeah. girl that I was dating at the time decided that it would be a fucking fantastic idea to wait until I had soap all over my face to get into the shower with me as quietly as fucking possible. Right? So I rinse my face off and as I rinse my face off, I wipe my eyes and as I wipe my eyes open, like I open my eyes and her face is like a foot away from my face just staring at me right in my eyes and I scream stomp at the same time, stomp right onto her foot and then shove her also at the same time. So she goes flying backwards <laughs> to the other side of the tub and like slams into the wall of the shower and is just like crumbles because I'm a big, strong guy. So I'm just like, <laughs> like 
basically almost break her foot and then <laughs> throw her across the tub. Uh, and she's like crumbled on the other end of the tub, like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, you fucking knew. <laughs> you knew. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> hey at least yours knew yeah like so like my rendition of that was i i'm a scary movie guy right and i watched uh the grudge right i dude i'd seen it like five times it was like an afternoon i start watching it right for whatever reason as i start watching it the sun goes away and it's overcast and next thing you know it's raining right and you know the grudge it's like some like a, it's, it's in Asia, but it's like some some Asian girl's head, and she's <gasps> just constantly like just stuck, like a head stuck out of a door frame, and it just kind of goes up and down the side of the door frame, and then it like disappears, right? That's like a constant theme of the movie, right? So I get done with the movie, I'm actually on edge for some reason, and I'm like, wow, I'm actually like kind of freaked out, and I'm like. I'm going to go take a shower and wash this shit off. I guess was my thought process. So yeah. I go in there in the shower. I'm sitting there buck naked, showering away. Uh, I do exactly what my man Mike did. I get some nice lathery soap in my hair. Got to put my head back and I'm rinsing that off. And then I like lean forward and open my eyes. Right. And the girl I was dating at the time had stuck her head <laughs> in the side of the shower curtain and just like and it's off to the side and she just has this creepy ass fucking smile on her face so i go jesus christ like, i <laughs> lost it like if i like i seriously if i was capable i would have shit my own dick out that's how scared i was at that moment in my life and it was See, just if it was of, me i would have front kicked her right in the nose <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude and like i i'd never jump scared that hard before and even she was like oh my god are you all right i'm like Oh, oh, I forgot the most important part. <laughs> I'm sorry. This ruined the whole thing. But as I put my head back in the water and rub my eyes, I go, wouldn't that be freaky in my own head going? Wouldn't that be freaky if I looked up and there was a fucking head sitting <laughs> out of on the side of the curtain, like like in the grudge? And I go, ah, that would never happen. And then I, <laughs> but see, even that, <laughs> what if you sense that? You see what I'm saying? Like, what if that? What if that yeah. was your extra <laughs> sensory perception or something, dude? It's just a weird thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. I guarantee you that's not the only thing like that that's ever happened to you. I mean, oh yeah, well, that weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, that's where I was going with earlier was like the paranormal activity thing. For whatever reason, I was on edge, and I I thought it was because all the jump scares I felt and watched all. But man, I got back to this house that I was living in. No one's there. I'm by myself. And I mean, I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, I cannot calm down. And I like, <laughs> actually, I think I was stone cold server. Now that I sit here to think about it because I got shit faced immediately. Uh, like I literally was like, I was waiting for something to happen. And I just sat there for like 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, fuck this. And I go over there. I grab a couple beers. I grab a bottle of whiskey. And I literally like pour a shot, chug a beer, pour a shot sip on a beer and then i just like i'm feeling great and then i sit back on the couch and mind you no one's at home i'm by myself and i just yell out i'm like if you're gonna fucking do something do it you fucking pussies 
So and bring like, it, bitch. Yeah. Like, that's me. I'm like, I'm ready. I am mentally prepared. Yeah. <laughs> when you told this exact same story last week, you said, bring it, bitch. Yeah. That's what you said. You said. Yeah, probably. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> so, but Mike, you said you were watching all this stuff. What did you see on YouTube that freaks you out? Dude, all, so like the the demonic looking like because these these people's faces will like contort and like just like look evil and then they'll start screaming shit that is like in another language or just not even a language maybe I, or something I don't recognize and they're just like flapping around and freaking out and like almost like a seizure you would see or like their whole bodies contorting in different fucking ways that I can't even explain. Mostly, but mostly besides all that, just like the feeling that I get just watching it makes just, it almost makes me feel like I, I shouldn't be watching this is what I, is what's going through my body when I, and it's not even like, I'm not even mentally thinking that I'm feeling that. Like that's the feeling that I get. It goes beyond language. Right. No, I felt that. I mean, I no, I get you. Um I was just curious. But the but something I was thinking about too, you were talking about what um what he was saying about um how uh you never lose control of your will. I disagree with that. Um so they say you always have some semblance of your will. So from what I've I mean, you know, I've never seen a case of possession or anything like the exorcist or something like that. I've heard tell of it, you know what I mean? But I've never, I've never seen like that. I have seen girls and stuff. I saw I was saying earlier, I've seen small girls like throw a bunch of men around and stuff and they close the church down uh, and crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, crazy. It always happened around youth camp, but you know, you look back and you're like, was it just emotions? Was it, you know, I don't know, but I mean, I saw it. I saw it plain as day. She was, but, um, but they said you can't lose control of your will. And so there's a Bible verse <clears throat> that talks about now, so I'm coming at this as the Christian perspective. Obviously, some religions think you can get uh, possessed by, you know, a jinn, or uh, there's the Jews have something else. They don't call it a demon; they call it something else. Um, but I think it's all the same thing we're talking about here. Yeah, you know? box you were talking about earlier, the Dybbuk box. Yeah, yeah, the Dybbuk box. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's scary, scary stuff. Uh, but but anyway, so they all have this, and <clears throat> I think that, um, you know, there's different. There, you know, there's different stories about how people cast it all out and stuff. But um, what was I just saying? I lost it. What was I just saying? Uh, that was a great story, wasn't it? <laughs> no, hold on. Let me let me think. Let me think. Um, yeah. No, I I think though that uh, <laughs> I'm trying to let it come back, boys. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Um, it's this freaking Bloody Mary, dude. It got me. <laughs> I'm still dealing.
say that you can't lose control of your will, right? But the Bible talks about, and that's what I was bringing this up for is because the the spirits or whatever, uh, they say that they take possession of, it doesn't say take possession, but they control who they will. And so there's, in the Bible, there's a hierarchy of what they would consider as demons. So there's, they call it powers, principalities, rulers of darkness and high places. And then it would go up higher than that. That's what the uh, New Testament Paul talks about. And people take it as, you know, it's an organization. So there's, because it was created by God, there's a hierarchy of all of it. And it would lead up to Satan. Um, and there's a couple cool verses that go along with that too. In Daniel, it talks about, uh, he's praying. And you, you uh, the angel says to Daniel, I would have came to you sooner, but I was battling the prince of Persia. And if you look up the thing, the, the word, like it's literally talking about a supernatural being. Hmm. And I said all that to say, when we talk about demons or jinn or all these spirits, the Dybbuk, whatever, yeah, this, I don't know, but the spirits that are possessing people, we, we don't realize because we're just in this plane, but there's, if you read all these texts and even not just the Bible, I mean, look at Greece, look at all these different cultures, there's war or there's some other world that's happening outside of our reality that I think that we all can sense. And that's, that's my thing. Like, that's what you're talking about. And that's what I'm touching on. 
is, is we can all sense that there's more to this thing, uh, but there's more going on. And so when people become possessed, because we asked, why do people become possessed and, and why do you lose your will and all that stuff? Uh, because I think that this is, if according to Christianity, the, this is the devil's domain. The devil rules the earth. And that was the last verse I'll talk about. Uh, it says, I know Jesus is talking in Revelation to a church. Can't remember. I want to say it's Corinth or something like that. And he says, I know that you have your church or something. I know that you're doing a good work where Satan has his throne. Um, he doesn't say that to any of the other churches. So if Satan is one entity and one being, that means he has a, he has a physical location in this world. Right. So that would play right into who is possessing these people. I would say it's these lower level demons. For what purpose? I don't know. I would say that some people would say that it's uh, because they, they've lost their body um, when they got cast out of heaven. And so they're looking for that body to be able to, to get into and experience whatever, or it's a mockery against God. I don't know. But I, I do think that you can lose your complete will. Because I've heard stories of kids from Haiti, and this is true. Uh, we had them in church, and their parents, would it, they were into witchcraft. And they put glass, and I mean, the kid was talking about it. They put glass and stuff in their skin. And down in Mexico, down in Mexico, they did the same thing. Um, we've had people come through talking about how they were used and born to be whatever this was, and that they would become possessed through that. And so just in that example, if it's true, then that means that kids are getting possessed, Right. And so what does that say about the human will and the human spirit? And, and what does that say about predestination and also our will in general? You know, are we really in control of our life or are we just in the middle of this giant other world that we can't see? And I, I'm of the side that I think that we have much less choice in our life than what we care to believe, right? And I think that we're in this giant battle. So whatever that means, I don't know. But I will say this. I think that there's a lot more out there that can't be explained. And that people might listen to this episode and roll their eyes. They might hear these stories and think that, you know, oh, it's just, you know, stories. But how many people do you know that have had these experiences? And just like you, Mike, you know, you can sense these things. And there's another perception in our mind where we can, it's beyond words can express. It's, it's something that our soul knows, but our mind can't catch up to. And so I don't think that you should cast this stuff out. I don't think we should really play with it, even though I do. And I'll leave you, I mean, we don't have to close or anything, but I'm just saying the last thing I'll say, I heard a demonologist once and he was talking about this stuff. And he said um, something like, if you stare, be careful. If you stare into the abyss too long, you might become the darkness. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like that. The more you delve into this stuff, the more you open yourself up to it and the more your mind becomes like what it is. And I, you know, I don't know. I do. I used to love the demon stuff. Like seriously, I looked up all this stuff and then stuff started happening. So I would caution anybody, you know, don't look too long into it. All right. I'm done. Good advice on how to survive a possession. Um, and speaking of like going to like what you're talking about there, just as far as sensing stuff, I've felt like, uh, especially since doing this podcast and doing all the researching and stuff that we've done of just the crazy ass shit that we've talked about on here. Um, I feel like humanity has kind of lost touch with this other like spiritual realm that I think 
way back in the day, maybe a couple thousand years ago, we were so much more in touch with and like, like it was almost like a part of everyday life for everybody back then. And like nowadays with technology and just completely turning our backs on that kind of stuff, I feel like uh, for generations, I feel like we've kind of lost that. Like you, you were saying a sixth sense almost that like, we feel like we've have a sixth a sixth sense when it comes to that. Like when I was in the bathroom, um, like a thousand years ago, it would have been just another sense that I have, you know, it wouldn't have been this, this like extraordinary thing. It would have been something that, I even seen this. I even read this thing about the. I don't. I don't know if this is true or not. But about the Egyptian pyramids and how they were saying. I was literally getting ready to say that. <laughs> yeah, and how they were saying that it was like, a like a station, for people to come to, to like, to like basically to cultivate boost, it. Yeah, to like boost their other senses and they and they like the ancient egyptians said they had like 27 different senses or something like that and it's and to think about that it's like like that's crazy that's crazy that that now and just thousands of years we are so much more advanced they say technology wise but we are so much less advanced spiritually wise i think that's how I feel about it. We've lost it for sure. For sure we have. Some people say that's how they built the pyramids was all that stuff. Telekinesis, whatever it is. Moving, yeah. moving it. I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of comic well, gobbledygook. But. Well, they can't, they, can't dis- they can't explain it. I mean, we've talked about that on here. Yeah. There's no explanation as to how they built the pyramids. I don't think there's any doubt, though, that we've lost touch with those spiritual things like what they had. That was their life. And their goal was to cultivate it. You know, now if somebody tries to cultivate that, they're considered, you know, oh, it's just some monk, you know what I mean, on some mountaintop someplace. But that they had everyday people doing that stuff, you know? I mean, that was part of their culture. And 100%, I agree with you. We've lost. You know, I'm not saying we all have to have Mayberry where everybody goes to church, you know, on, you know, they walk down to the church on Sunday or whatever. And, and part of me thinks that that actually is more harmful because you get into this. Uh, we, we have formalism today, right? The people that go, that's they, but we've lost our spiritual connection. And that's my biggest beef with the church. And that's why I think, like, if you believe the Bible, you have to believe that there's demons. Like, you can't just say you believe the, like, the whole story is, is about how Jesus overcame this stuff, right? Like, you can't say, but the problem is in Christianity is we want to we wanna say that, oh, we've, we've outgrown some of this stuff. No, I mean, you, you can't, you can't, you can say that, but you don't believe the Bible at that point. You, you, don't, you don't practice Christianity, right? And so I think that we've become enlightened, but at what cost? I think that we've lost a lot of what has made humanity into what it is. At some point, you just need to start your own church. Uh, <laughs> Alex and I are starting the church of Agmo, the first church of Agmo. I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You won't like it once we start. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Nobody's going to like it once we start it. <laughs> I can already tell you that one. <laughs> um, all right. So this is the, the kind of the last thing that I wanted to dive into as far as possession goes 
And it's just something that I recently uh, started looking into and, and, and actually just kind of fell upon accidentally the other day was that uh, cloned humans are said to not have their own souls, but are actually possessed people. Hmm. And if you take the COVID vaccine, they say that that calcifies your pineal gland and that you lose your soul through that as well. So watch out. Yeah, shit. (laughs) Damn it. But no, I I was just reading. <laughs> Why don't they put that on a warning label? Yeah, <laughs> it's somebody should have told me about that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like with the cloned people, and you can't say that there aren't cloned people because they've been cloning people since 1999. That yeah, was no. the first. That was the first recorded, like publicly. The guy was on CNN giving an interview about how they've they've done a cloned baby and it's a healthy little baby girl and she's good to go and that was in 1999 which means that she is now of legal drinking age and probably listens to this podcast (laughs) also haven't don't they haven't they been cloning people in like japan this whole time the crimea dude it goes all the way back to the soviet union yeah i was gonna say like i thought it was uh it was someone that has a little bit more relaxed Medical law is a lack of a better term. Um, well, there's websites you can go on to now where they, if you've got the money, they will fucking clone you for you. Fuck yeah. Just, it's just illegal in the United States. But if um, you go to like an island in the Caribbean or some shit, like they'll do it. They're like, yeah, come on, give me your money. We'll, we'll do it right now. I'm such a narcissist, but I also think that like, I don't know if you could just go anywhere and do it. They're like, yeah, yeah, buddy. Hey, we will clone you right now. Give me your DNA. Look, she's pregnant. It's your baby. Uh, (laughs) Now you owe child support. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, no, no, bitch, it's me. Uh, But, but like, that's what I was reading was that there's like priests and other people are saying that these cloned individuals don't have souls that they're basically just possessed uh vessels by what though i don't know know. i mean like what would they be possessed by like i would see it way more like they're not possessed at all they're just like a cat you know what i mean or like a dog or something like that then it would be like you know this was a body made cats or dogs have souls Oh, I do. I do. But I'm just saying, no, no, no. I, yes, I do. Definitely. But a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? They just think that, it, well, they probably don't think we have souls either at that point, though. Right. So uh, who knows what they're possessed well, yeah, by? Yeah, right. I think we've, we had a, I don't know if you listened to this, Michael, but we had an episode recently that was called The Angel Race. Mm. And I think that if demons... The Nephilim? Is that what you're talking about? If demons can possess people... Okay. Why can't angels? Because aren't demons fallen angels? So can't so then therefore if a demon has the ability to possess a person, couldn't also an angel have the ability to possess a person? Yes, but then they would become fallen because they have disregarded their duty, which is to serve God and man. 
Maybe that's what they're doing when they possess the person, though. Maybe this is an evil person, and they possess that person to make them good. And now they're singing in church. So that would be the, we would, I mean, legit, I would think the Holy Spirit would do that. That's what I'm saying. I think I have become possessed by the Holy Spirit when I'm in those, when I'm in those services. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when you were speaking in tongues and doing all that, yeah, I mean, maybe, but it could have been the Holy Spirit. What, what isn't the Holy Spirit then all, it's all combined as far as, uh, angels and jesus and no 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 angels are messengers angels literally like the word angel means messenger so they're like basically like servants and actually since when we got saved we're uh, sorry see i said i wouldn't theologize they said that that, so uh, i don't know what we were but the bible says it doesn't yet appear what we shall be but when he appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and that's talking about jesus and so then that means that we're part god and also part man but i can't say that in church because people call you a heretic but that's what the bible teaches so anyway but you're named (laughs) after a warrior angel i am actually yeah hey good call yeah oh sir yes yeah, yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yeah. We got a great name. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I know is that Jesus is coming back November 30th, 2022. I just want to get that out on record and I'm selling my book. <laughs> you can buy it online. Michael I told you the email. That's the end. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doxing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. <laughs> All right. This is called how to survive a possession. So we need to we need to talk about how to survive a possession at some point tonight. The whole time I thought this was about demons. <laughs> I just made it about demons. Yeah. But anyway, okay, yeah, okay, let's survive it. So how how are we going to survive a possession? If you find yourself possessed, how do you survive the possession? Well, the guest is going to say, let's, here's what I would do. Don't go to your priest. I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to offend all our Catholic viewers, but that's not the view of the hosts. That's the view of the guest. Don't go to the priest. Don't go to the priest. I would say go to somebody that's, it doesn't have to be a preacher, but somebody that is quote unquote filled with the Holy Spirit. I would say, I would say, more so, more powerful from my experience, and this is true for what I've experienced, more powerful than incantations and chanting would be to cultivate an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can move. And for me, that's typically either deep intercessory prayer or, uh, uh, or music. Uh, for whatever reason, music will hit that spot. And so I've seen, I've had some crazy experiences when people are playing music and I would say, if you can find somebody that's filled with the Holy Spirit and also can play music that's spirit-filled, that's go for wild that. that you say that because I have a list here of how to survive a possessions. I just wanted to ask you guys before I started on my list. And number two on my list is Marvin Gaye. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I've been really trying, baby. <laughs> I just found my my demon just left. That's right. <laughs> I also have an erection. 
<laughs> that's uh, definitely not why you left. No, that's not. Why you left. No, <laughs> I had one this whole time, so it's all right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it's right, hard to it's hard to not when uh, you know you're in the presence of Mr. Erdenbeck. I'm sorry. I just want to say you have the best podcasting studio ever. We're sitting out on the back porch. We got a beautiful ambiance out here. So okay, if I was a little aroused, I mean, you set the mood, Mike. Hey, you're welcome. It is beautiful out here, though. <laughs> Number one on my list was uh, kind of has something to do with our drink. Accidentally, it's a uh, chili sauce and enema. What? That sounds like an old old remedy. Like, oh, you're feeling the possession? Chili sauce yeah, enema. Chili sauce enema. <clears throat> Nothing gets the demon out like chili sauce. I don't know. That's definitely chili sauce enema is the one way to get a demon out. I don't know if it's the demon. Uh, I don't know, man. Like once he's in there, I mean, I, w- I was sitting there thinking like pre like preparing for the game, like sage the house and all that kind of stuff. But once he's in there, ugh. Uh, go jump in a vat of holy water, I guess. Mm. Uh, mm. Dude, I watched uh I watched a movie to prepare uh, for this podcast. It was called Scary Movie Two. <laughs> maybe, maybe you've seen it. Uh, yes. Uh, and in that movie, James Woods uh, goes into the room of a girl who is possessed uh, by by Satan, uh, and she starts screaming, "Fuck me! Fuck me! Fuck me!" And uh, he fucks her, and he fucks her good. And maybe, maybe that's how you, maybe that's how you get the demon out. That, that's a, that's a real thing though. You know that, right? You've heard of this? Huh? It's not the, it is the succubus. Oh, I wanted to talk about a succubus while we're on tonight. I'm glad you brought that up because I also, uh, read a story. Uh, I was, I was reading this this thing that I found online, it was a, it was like a, some kind of story that I was reading, uh, that talked about a succubus who joined this group of people who were basically in a war against like a literal physical war against these demons who kept attacking them. Wait, this was real. This is I don't know. I, I assume. Okay. Weird. And, this succubus well first they thought it was a girl right and she uh joined their group to like it was like they're ghost hunters and then they went into this house and there was an actual portal to hell there and they started fighting these demons that came at that were basically possessing them and attacking them from being in this house, like doing this ghost hunt in this house, right? And after for after fighting these demons for a while, it was a group of like three people. This other girl joined their group to like like I can help you guys, and they thought that she was just like this college student. Well, then come to find out, like they couldn't even look at her without being sexually aroused. Like it was just this, it was just this thing. Like I don't know if she was just that hot, or if 
or what it was, but they like they were telling, <laughs> like they were talking about, and she was also topless. They didn't, they didn't yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was sitting there thinking, I remember when I was fifteen, You're right? Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So they were like, and they're all, they're all like telling their different accounts of of what had happened, and they were basically, and that's what they were saying. Like, like she would come in the room and just her walking into the room just her presence like just that's all they could think about was having sex and so she like admitted to these people that she was herself a succubus and she grew a dick out of her vagina and started having sex with the main girl and then like vanished after she had sex with like the main girl and like was gone. And they're like, they're like this they're And they're saying that this legit happened. Dude, real sex on HBO has gotten way out of control. <laughs> 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 That's something I watched on channel 72 when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what that is? Channel 72? No, no, okay. I don't. Right. Okay. never mind. But I do know what real sex is on HBO, and that traumatized me when I was a kid. Right. Well, if you had one of those TVs, like back with the cable, you could, if the moon was full and the sky was clear, you could get a fuzzy porno back back in the the mid two thousand. Yeah, the mid two thousand. It's funny that you said that, though. Honestly, about the succubus thing, and I know we're running. I don't know what time you guys spoke, but. Uh, I was going to talk about this because people can get possessed by different spirits. So just like there's different hierarchies of demons, there's also different um, at, at the hierarchy, there's different types of demonic entities. So in that situation, like you've seen these people and you just don't know it. And whether they know that they're possessed with it or not is, is something else. But I've met people that are possessed with a sensual spirit for sure. I've met people Maybe not possessed, okay? A sensual spirit? Sensual, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because one of the things that happens when people become possessed and start doing that stuff, that that starts happening. They'll start saying sexy things or they'll take their clothes off real. That's a spirit, man. Uh, You know, I'm I'm not, you know, sorry, I'm getting preachy, but the the sex should be with love and all that stuff according to how it was ordained, right? But the, the lust and the sensuality is not uh, of God and it's not, you know, so that's one of them. I mean, there's, there could be a million of them. There could be a million different, different types of, and so it gets into people with oppressive mentality, you know, like drugs and all that stuff. It's like, okay, people would say that those are spirits. And I have heard stories of people like with cigarettes or, uh, you know, alcoholism and all that stuff. And this is, you know, whatever, but they say that they will come and they'll, whatever, they'll get exercised or whatever at the front of the church and then they won't deal with that anymore. I've known several people that have had that where they just qu- lost <laughs> their taste for nicotine or lost their taste for alcohol. Um, so, you know, and, and it's more than just that. And I'll t- remind me to tell you a story after this, cause I got to go in for you. Uh, but I think that there's different levels of spirits. And I think that you can tell when somebody's dealing with a certain, with a certain, whether it's uh, so and follower or whatever, it would be an obsession. You know what I mean? Something that's overtaken them, but they haven't gone into, uh, you know, full possession or anything like that yet. Or they, maybe they never will. You know, I don't know. But I think that there's different things that people can become possessed with. You think a you think a succubus could actually take human form and no. and then join a group 
and then seduce that group into like trying like basically being the you know the <laughs> the the double agent for the demon or whatever dear penthouse no but <laughs> I, think, I think i think that though uh somebody could be possessed with that and i also think though um i think that there's different there's different things that you can do to become to allow those things to come inside you and i'll talk to you about that after the podcast okay gotcha gotcha <laughs> After you doxed me, I can't say all my stories, dude. <laughs> I didn't dox you, and we you have said my last name. Well, yeah, we've talked. Oh. We said your last name on here many times. Uh, that's okay. Final question, Alex. Do you think uh, yep. you could survive a possession after, uh, after everything we've talked about tonight? After all the information, all the wonderful things I've been given in my utility bag. Um, Can I say one more thing? <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, so sorry, dude. <laughs> but you're talking about your alligator story. This is something else I was yeah. going to say. When people start getting messed with with demons, they also can see. They all they feel it, but they some people see animals. I swear to God, uh, I I knew a girl one time that she would see like big cats. And so the reason I said all this is to say, what if the alligator thing was legit? Like you know what I mean? What if like uh, yeah. you're you're seeing that? What if that's like the demon that's like coming after you? Yeah, no, I totally get it because I felt like uh, what's weird is like, so we actually looked on a uh, a dream book about what alligators means of like what it says on that realm of things. And I think it was something like uh, you embrace change or something along those lines. But the weird thing is I've had a recent dream where I had a, the lack of a better word, like I basically was in a like a giant tsunami of like a wave coming at me and I ran up on shore and I stood on a chair and there was an alligator underneath the chair biting at me, but it couldn't get to me because I was standing on the chair. And it was just like one of those weird things that after I had that dream, I kind of was like, I'm good. I've got my chair. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of one of those weird, like kind of made me feel good dreams for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, no, I I totally get what you're saying because like there's seems to be a lot of people that dream in dream with animals. I mean, there's dream books about them. Like you basically think of an animal, there it's relative to whatever's going on in your life. So I don't know. It it, it seems interesting. I dream about porcupines all the time. What's that about? Because you're horny. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a point. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> way to stick it to him. <laughs> so, Alex, do you think yeah. you could uh, survive a possession? It would be a long fucking day. <laughs> uh, like, it, I don't think it's going to be any easy venture by any means. Uh, as long as I don't get to level four. As long as like you know, if I'm like shit's moving, shit. I, by the way, if I'm ever in a house and shit starts moving on itself, fuck that house. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, so that's that's me. Finding but what if it's you preemptively, not the house? So it just follows you wherever I mean, you go. Then I'm gonna get shit faced and talk so much shit to this thing. 
Uh, what if it's the spirit <laughs> of alcoholism? Then you're really screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I'll just hope it's like the, oh, uh, uh, what is it? The <laughs> In China, they have one of the immortals that's like a drunken god. Like that's his elixir of life is booze. <laughs> I'll just hope it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Just start praying to that guy. Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> now his name's yeah, something different than that. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> worse than getting raped by the, the Chinese Buddhist drunk guy, dude. He's probably a succubus coming for you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. I'm done. Back on mute. Sorry. <laughs> yes, no. Surviving. Surviving a possession. I mean, it's kind of one of those things like I, I feel like I, the, the possibilities are always there, but like I said, it would be a long ass day. I'm Do you sure believe in be. this stuff? And I want to ask Mike that too. I always like asking you guys this. I mean, I'm, I definitely, am, I guess I like when you were saying you're like spiritual mystic kind of that stuff, like I definitely feel, feel towards that kind of thing. Where I, uh, I feel like I try to get in tuned as much as possible, but I'm also very driven by sight and whatever. So sometimes I'm, I don't know, I feel like I'm closed off, but I'm open to it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. This coming from a guy who's come from a generational line of abductions of ufos <laughs> you told me that story. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's different uh, <laughs> he's possessed by the hand yeah. in hockey dude <clears throat> <laughs> mike deeb yeah no alien okay, okay. no i was gonna say alien spirits that's all right we're, we're talking two different realms here that's uh you know peanut butter and jelly uh <laughs> they taste good together but they're different they could be all in the same though. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. Uh, Michael Reimer, I think you could survive a possession. I think I've. Well, I'll tell you after. <laughs> I think I could. Yeah, I think if you, you pray could. for me, I will. Uh, and me personally, I think I'll survive a possession because I think I'm going to go to Mike's house. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mike's house and I'm going to have him pray over top of me. And uh, he's going to cast the demons out of me, and I think I will survive. I got the anointing oil locked and loaded, my friend. You can yeah, come on over. Exactly. <laughs> ready. I'm ready. Gate me out. We're good to go. <laughs> unrelated. Unrelated. Uh, yeah. But it but helps. It helps. Uh, all right. Alex. Yeah. Next week we're celebrating Halloween. Halloween. And uh we're going to do so in spectacular for- fashion as we always tend to do uh for Halloween. Yep. That's our favorite episode every year. So, that being said, you need to follow us on social media and where do you do that at Alex? Uh, you could do it all the social medias which is uh, Facebook Soberless Thoughts you could also go to Instagram at Soberless Thoughts don't forget it at Twitter at Think Soberless um, 
if you want to talk to us directly, and we would love to talk to you directly, uh, you can send an email directly to us at serverlessthoughts at gmail.com. Uh, you can ask us any kind of questions, got any kind of topic ideas. If you have any just little limericks, say-sos, whatever, we want to hear about them. But most importantly, when you listen to our podcast, you need to like, share, and comment on all things Soberless Thoughts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Please do all these things. Oh, yeah. And uh, we want to give a big thank you to Michael Reimer for coming on and telling us how to survive possessions tonight. I really appreciate you. Honestly, it's probably more fun for me than it is for you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a great time. Oh, it was yeah. great. And then uh, after Halloween, starting in November, we will back be back to our uh, our normal episodes where we talk about the introspective string theory and correlation with quantum physics and how it relates to our personification of perceived reality. <laughs> <laughs> And with that being said, stay tuned for Halloween (laughs) next week. And when you find yourself in that skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip the fuck on out. I went to church last Sunday so I could sing and pray. But something quite unusual happened on that day. My church, it started right on time, just like it does without a doubt. And everything was all just fine, except when it came time to let us out. You know, the preacher, he kept preaching. He told us, I have one more thing to say, children, before you think of leaving. You better think about the judgment day. Now, everyone got nervous, because everyone was hungry, too. Everyone was wondering what was the next thing he would do And the, the preacher he kept preaching He said now I'll remind you if I may You all better pay attention Or I might decide to preach all day now Everyone was getting so hungry The old one started feeling ill And the weak one started passing out Young ones, they could not sit still And the, the preacher's voice rose high So I, I snuck up to the balcony And I crept into the choir And I begged them, brothers, sisters, help me please I said when I give you a signal I said when I raise up my hands Won't you please join with me together and Praise the Lord, I have a plan And the Preacher, he kept preaching. Long is the struggle, hard to fight. And I prayed, Father, please forgive me. And then I stood up and with all my might I sang to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now, let's go. We got some beans and some good cornbread now. Listen to what the preacher said now. It's to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now, let's go Yes, and I did give a signal Yes, and I raised up my hands And then joined with me the choir said, every woman, a child and man I sang to the Lord, let praises be
And a hush the church did fill And then a, a great white dove from up above Landed on the windowsill And the dove flew down beside him A fork appeared right in his hand Everybody watching The preacher ate that bird right there And then everyone got really nervous Preacher, he did start to glow, and as we watched on in disbelief, these were the words he spoke. Send the mamas in the kitchen, she's been there all day. I know she's cooking something good, so let's bar his brain. Sing to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now, let's go. This story, well, children, it is plain but true. God knows if a preacher preaches long enough, even he'll get hungry too, and he'll sing to the Lord. Let praises be. It's time for dinner now. Let's go. We got some beans and some good cornbread. Now listen to what the preacher says. To the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now. Let's go. Oh